It's summertime, and at my bookie, that can only mean one thing. It is winning season. Winning season means doubling your first deposit. Winning season means free bets, super contests, survivor, and more. And at my bookie, winning season's all about your chance to win big. Bet NBA playoffs, NHL, Major League Baseball, UFC, golf, and then some. The craziest sports summer we've ever had. It's simple make your picks, win big, collect your cash. Invest in your sports intuition, people. Select from hundreds of futures bets. You can bet games in real time with MyBookie's live betting. Put that big old brain of yours to good use and use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and double your first deposit. New players get up to $1,000 in free play, designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games that you bet. Thousands of cross-sport wagers, props, and parlays await. Sign up now and bet with the best and celebrate your victory. Your winning season begins today only at MyBookie. Today on the ZabeCast, McDonald's has done gone and changed the game. Spicy Chicken McNuggets? I forgot my review of the Call Her Daddy podcast yesterday. Today I'll fix it. Tim Murray, westward bound for VSIN, gives us the skinny on his new gig. All that, plus I've heard from Pickleball Nation, and they are not pleased. Your daily Kickstarter of Uncensored Me is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go! Oh, here we go! Wednesday, August 26, 2020. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for downloading. So, McDonald's is struggling right now. Revenues down sharply in the second quarter due to, can you guess, the pandemic, of course. Now, you might say, wait a minute, drive through I know my McDonald's has been open during the drive through and you'd think that people would be like, okay, well, a lot of shit's closed, a lot of restaurants closed, where can I go? McDonald's. You, you would have thought maybe that their sales were up. Hmm. Not really. Think about it. People aren't driving anywhere. When we're locked down, no one's going anywhere. McDonald's is going to suffer. So in a bid to try to jumpstart sales, McDonald's, for the first time since they were introduced in 1983, have gone done and changed the game. Spicy Chicken McNuggets are coming soon. Now, they say it's only for a limited time. Although we'll see if they're a hit, they should keep them. And they say that uh, they're going to have a different panko breadcrumb something. Uh, uh, what do they call it? Like a uh, some kind of Asian panko breading or crust or whatever. And they're going to have a spicy sauce that goes with the spicy chicken nuggets. I mean, I can't wait to try them. Chicken nuggets to me were a godsend when I was 15 years old because... And I, I think they came, they said they were they came out in '83. God darn it! I seem to remember them prior to that. I would have been 15 years old in 1983. I remember long road trips up to upstate New York, and I remember you know when I was a kid, McDonald's would make you a, a cheeseburger with only ketchup, but it was a special order, and not every McDonald's got it right. That's why Burger King had the jingle back in the '80s: "Hold the pickles, hold the lettuce, special orders." Don't upset us because they were sticking it to McDonald's, which was like, you're going to take the burgers the way we like them. Oh, 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 you want it without pickles. Oh, hold on a second. Uh. So whenever we went to McDonald's, I would have to uh, stand at the counter of shame waiting, 
waiting for the special order to come up. Or my mom, my mom would stand at the counter of shame. Is Steven's hamburger ready? So the McNuggets were great. I just basically transitioned to McNuggets once they came out because I didn't have to worry about ordering a plain cheeseburger or a plain quarter pounder or a quarter pounder with cheese ketchup only, which is now, of course, an easy boom, fire it in and you're good to go. But spicy chicken nuggets. We were talking about this on the afternoon show in D.C., Team 980. Now with more Solly, hashtag, just kidding. Uh, Not just kidding. He's back. It's great if you haven't heard the news. Anyway, and uh, we were speculating, well, you know, what's it going to be like with the spicy chicken? Oh, they're going to do this. No, it's going to be different. Solly was incredulous. Their sales were down. I then hit him with the, yeah, I hear one other thing they're doing with these spicy chicken nuggets, which is pretty radical in addition to the new coating and the breading and the spice and the sauce. They might actually put real chicken inside those nuggets. Oh! And by the way, I love the Ghana funeral meme for a good zinger or a good tweet. And shh, I'm going to hit the boys in Milwaukee with that line on Wednesday morning. So if you hear it again, just roll your eyes and say, all right, all right. All right. Seven hours of radio and podcast today, you're allowed to reuse certain ones. So we'll see if they're any good. Speaking of any good, I listened to the Call Her Daddy podcast, which is like the number one podcast podcast in America in terms of downloads, something like that. It's insanely popular. It's Barstool Sports. And it used to be two chicks. And I think I can call them chicks because they're not uptight feminists. They're young, hot, sexually active females. Alexandra Cooper, I think is the one that stayed. I think she had a partner and there was like a rift because HBO tried to come in and steal them away from Barstool. And it was a whole big drama. I don't know the deal of it. I just knew that like, Hey, it's this popular podcast. And I had seen that they interviewed Miley Silas Cyrus. So when I was mowing the lawn, I'm like, all right, let me, let me just take a listen and, and dial it in, man. It's some explicit, explicit vagina talk for sure. And some very explicit sex talk. And the, the lead gal, Alexandra, Cooper or Alexandria Cooper or Alex Cooper, whatever. She is, she's very interesting in her style. It's a kind of a manic, kind of crazy, sexually charged, but from a broadcast standpoint, a very, very solid, very tight delivery cadence. Her mechanics are good. They're unique. She doesn't muddy up her delivery with ums and ands and crutch words and you knows and I'm likes and whatever's it's pretty tight. And I wonder, it doesn't sound scripted, although might be an outline and it doesn't, I couldn't hear any edits where maybe she did ramble off into a dead end and then decide, Oh, okay. What am I doing? All right. Okay. Let's, we'll just edit that out. Let me start over. Boom. She kind of reminds me, cadence-wise, of uh, Kelly Preston. May she rest in peace. Uh, her her character in Jerry Maguire, when she's like breathlessly staring into Jerry's eyes, if you ever want me to be with another woman, I'll do it. It was a phase in college, you know, like yoga pants, 
or unicycling, but I'll do it for you. Okay. Yeah. And then she switches gears real quick. That's kind of the style of the podcast. Now I'm going to give it a bit more of a listen when I go back and cut some more grass and, and maybe she's got a new partner. Maybe I should go listen to the original stuff with the two of them. And it's, I can understand why it's popular with both guys and gals for the women. They're like, yeah, here's two young, hot women talking about getting great sex from hot dudes. And then dudes probably listen going, Oh my God, this chick sounds hot. I would still love to bang her. And then creepy middle-aged men like me on his mower going, <laughs> she sounds very sexually charged. But I, I want to see if it's got any variety to it. I want to see like how deep into the episodes can I get and still get something out of it, per se. Or is it going to be a quick novelty listen? And then I'm going to be like, all right, I, I, I've heard four episodes. I've probably heard all of them. But not bad. I I had lower expectation for her broadcast presentation ability and overall chops, for lack of a better word. All right, let's talk fantasy leagues for a second, shall we? If you have not played one day fantasy in the past, well, I've got a hundred million reasons why you should listen up. DraftKings, the leader in one day fantasy sports, is celebrating the return of sports by giving away up to $100 million in prizes to all of their customers, including one lucky winner who will take home $1 million his or herself. To claim your share of up to $100 million in instant giveaways, all you have to do, download the app and sign up using promo code ZABE, Charlie Zulu, Alpha Bravo Echo, then enter DraftKings free football survivor pool. Yes, I love survivor pools. Survive in advance. Survive in advance. It's that easy to claim your share of up to $100 million in prizes in instant giveaways and put yourself in the running to win a million dollars? Cash money. While the top prize is reserved for one lucky winner, everyone who signs up and enters DraftKings free football survivor pool will receive an instant bonus prize of at least $5 in value upon entering. While you're in the app, don't forget to check out all the great daily fantasy contests DraftKings is hosting this week for basketball, golf, and more. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code ZABE, C-Z-A-B-E, to claim your share of $100 million in instant giveaways and put yourself in the running for a million-dollar cash top prize. That's promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, to get your share of $100 million in prizes. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. All right, let's talk to my boy, Timmy Murray. The big ginger is headed west. Here is America's foremost waiter, but he may be tomorrow's Metro D. So let's welcome, from amongst yourselves, Lucky Jackson. Yo. If you don't play this song for at least half the trip out there, shame on you, Tim Murray. Going west. Unbelievable. I'm so happy for you. Turn it out. Turn it up. Oh, hold on. I missed the post. One more time. Ready to go. Here we go. Elvis fucking Presley. Tim Murray, congratulations, buddy. What a life change for you. Taking the family and you're packing up and you're headed west. Just like Clark Griswold. We're headed west. 
And uh, unlike Clark Griswold, it's just going to be me and the dog for a couple months, and then uh, oh. and the wife and son will follow. So I am hitting the road, Zabe, on Thursday, taking my time. Uh, gonna <laughs> gonna do three overnights. So I'm gonna go to Indianapolis. Uh, I decided to go the southern route because there are wildfires in Colorado, Ooh. and I also had a I also had a close friend tell me that driving through Colorado is a nightmare. Like it is. It's a challenge. It's a challenge. Now your boy here has driven across country six times going back and forth. Because of UC Santa Barbara. Exactly. The Harvard of the West. And I did it alone on, I think at least half of those trips. And I've gone Northern route and I've gone Southern route. Now, First of all, what are you going to see along the way? First of all, before anyone we go any farther, young Tim Murray has accepted a job with VSIN, the Vegas Sports Information Network, the Brent Musburger throbbing brain gambling nerve center of the desert to host what new show now? So my show will be called, so I'll be on a couple, but the one that they are really excited about, and I am too, is called The pregame show so it'll air from noon to one eastern nine to ten a.m pacific just before kickoff of nfl sunday and maybe nfl saturdays abe so i'll be working weekends again okay uh, so i'll be doing that and then i'll stay on the air uh on a show called betting across america we'll do that from uh one to three eastern 10 to noon Pacific. And uh, I'll be doing a couple other things. I'll be doing some shows with Michael Lombardi during the week, former uh, front office exec. Right. And uh, also we'll be doing a syndicated show, which as, uh, as you know, Zabe, this is how the network peeps think. So after Thursday night football concludes, the idea is I will hit the studio. We will uh, do a NFL preview show, and then we will farm that out to affiliates, and they can put that in whenever they want. So maybe in a drunken stupor at 3 a.m. on a Friday, you might see my ugly mug on Masson. Oh my know. god! So, I hope yeah, so, and I hope yeah, I hope I'm glorious. drunk, and I hope I see your face up there. So, in other words, your human broadcast sriracha. They're going right. to sprinkle you into a little bit of everything out there, which is good. Good yeah. to be have your fingers in a bunch of different things. Now, who helped hook you up with a gig? I know you were doing the daily line with Jenks. Mm-hmm. Did did uh, my guy Gil help facilitate this? Because Gil is a big Zabe fan. Oh, Gil is Gil is a, is a Redskins fan or Washington fan. I know, and he's um, a, he's a U fan by extension. Was Gil instrumental in this or no? So he was not. All right. So I will uh, I will give you the backstory here. So uh, yes, the daily line. Uh, I was part of that myself, Michael Jenkins, Sarah Perlman. We had a, we were having a grand old time. Pandemic hits, and prior to the pandemic hitting, Dave, NBC Sports Radio has had an agreement with Westwood One. So the way it worked out was Sarah and Jenks were NBC television employees, and I was in Westwood One employee. I guess just to split up the money, right? Whatever. So Westwood One, but even pre-COVID, decided. To pull uh, to end their relationship with NBC Sports Radio, seizing operations on March 31st. So that put me in a tricky spot. So we were feeling not great, but still, we're going to keep the TV show running, whatever's going to happen. Then the pandemic hit, so they put it on pause. So I was kind of in limbo after March 31st came around. 
So I was still doing some freelance work for NBC Sports Washington and other entities. But at that point in time, I said, all right, I, I got to I got to figure out what to do with my career here. So I've, I have been agentless my entire career, Zabe. I've never dealt with an agent, never had an agent. And I decided, you know, after a couple months on television, let's see what, let's see if anyone likes me. So uh, talking with one particular agent um, in our conversation, he was very upfront and liked me. He reached out to Brian Musburger, the CEO, Brent's nephew on behalf, on my behalf. And, Brian knew who I was, was a big fan of my work. And that just kind of sparked the conversation. And uh, Brian and I uh, had a great conversation. And then, you know, the the negotiation started. I ultimately signed with said agent, Matt Kingsley. So uh, it all worked out for everybody. And did you have to meet with a godfather first, Brent himself? No, I, I have yet to. I have yet to. So, Come on, you should have. You should have. You should have fluffed up the story by saying, "Okay, so we had a deal in place. My agent's got all the parameters. I'm ready to move." But then they say to me, "But first, you gotta pass approval with the Godfather." <laughs> dun 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 dun. Hello, friend. Hello, my friend. Talk to me, Timmy. So you're gonna meet Brent when you're out there. Brent still does shows for the network he started, right? Correct. Yes, he is. Uh, so he's still up in, uh, I believe, is Wyoming. I believe is his vacation or retirement home. Right. Uh, I don't know if he's been in Las Vegas. He is the voice of the Raiders on the radio. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, that's right. So he's going to so, have to come back for that. Yeah. So okay. he does. So the show when Veasan started three years ago, his show, which is still the name of the show, was called My Guys in the Desert. It was right. the drive time show. Uh, for the network, and now Matt Humans, who I'm a big fan of, even you know before I joined the network, he's a very smart dude. He is going to be kind of in the driver's seat of that show, but Brent is going to certainly be a part of that show. It's called My Guys in the Desert with Matt Humans, featuring Brent Musburger. So, yeah, Uncle Brent will certainly still be a part of the network. And, you're one uh, of the you're one of the guys in the desert now. That's the thing. I am. You're I one of the guys in the desert. And I guess they said, look, we're not going to let you phone this in from the East Coast. Even though the technology exists, we want you out here under the throbbing bright lights to be able to go and play your picks. Well, it's, you know, it, what, it was when the conversation started, and this was, I mean, I want to think maybe back in May, Zabe, it was, it's been a long time coming. It's been in the works for a while. And I've kind of known that this is going to happen for quite some time. Um, you know, I, I obviously I have a, a wonderful wife and we've lived in Maryland since we graduated from college. And, uh, I, I brought it up to her. We've got a three-year-old son. We've got a dog. We've yeah. Got a house. What did, what did she say? I, I want to know how this uh, discussion went. I, now she is kind of, I'm sure listening in the other room right now while she watches television, right. but quiet. But she was all in. Seriously, she was really. What a, yeah, it what was a fucking just, good woman you got. That's great. Well, and she I realizes think, she realizes this market's a dump. I mean, look at this place. It is sprawling. <laughs> it is huge. It the weather sucks, man. I'm so fucking jealous. You're going out west, man. I am so yeah. happy for you. I'm so jealous as well. And and I remember when you were making your first bets for ten bucks at Zabe Vegas, <laughs> and you were sweating bullets over it. And it's like, look at you now. You're going to work for bread. Fucking Isn't love it. Isn't that funny? Isn't I that funny? Love it. You, love I mean, it. I love it. You know, really, it's it's. 
I, I do laugh because I, you know, I, I did the new, when you get a new job or when you get fired from a job, you go to the notepad on, on your iPhone and you write up a little thing and you thank some people. And that's what I did. And you know, the Zabe army came at me a little bit. They said, Oh, well, Zabe doesn't mean anything to you. I'm like, all right. I was just talking oh. about my most recent. Oh, job, you didn't. You, uh, <laughs> I, didn't Zabe, I didn't go the, down the list of the Zabe uh, army well, came thanks. at you for not, for not genuflecting, not giving me the appropriate. <laughs> thanks. Fuck them. And then when you gave me the retweet w- with the, my man, my Denzel man. Washington, yes. I of course, yes. Quoted, did the, you know, People, people who know, know how uh, important you have been. You're just the best. You're fantastic. You've, you've been the best for me. Um, but yeah, it's funny to think back, you know, my first ever trip to Las Vegas funded by Micah Wish Foundation O'Neill, uh, yes. was, was Zabe Vegas and uh, we had a blast. And thank, and then, thank God you came. Now, when you came to that Zabe Vegas, was that a tough sell with your uh, wife and did you have your kid? No, it was before your we kid did not, was born. No, this right. was, this was when I was like, just, uh. I think recently married. Um, I think honestly, I think that was a tougher sell. Well, once I told her that Mike O'Neill was paying for my entire flight with his, you know, gazillion Delta miles, right. I think she was like, "Okay, you can go." <laughs> sure, right. And then you went out, and and that's where you met Bob and Brian. So that yep, turned into right. a great opportunity when I left their show. So it did. I mean, yes. that one trip. Look at you. That one. No, I'm not. It's not look at me. No, 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 no. It's not look at me. This is, I'm saying, that one trip that you said yes to turned out to be massively influential in your life. And it's not, hey, thank me for it. No, no. Thank yourself for saying yes. And that's what everyone should remember. Whenever you can, say yes to doing something that you might think, well, why, you know, is this going to be good or not? Do it. Live life. You never know, man. And now that, that hotel doesn't even exist anymore, right? The Hard, the hard Rock? Rock uh I thought they closed it for renovations. Did they then reclose it again for good? It. I'll go check it out. I'll, yeah, go I'll, check I'll, it out when you're out Sunday, there. Someday I'll go see if it's uh, see if it's still standing. I, uh, I I've had some people report back. Some Zabe Nation Western Division report back saying uh, Vegas is not as bad as you think. But I've seen reports that say as much as eleven major hotels still dark. And I'm like, God damn, that depresses me so much. And I'm sort of fighting my boys on going out there in November for the Masters because I just, who knows if they'll let us take the masks off by then. And I really wanted the Masters to have fans. And I really wanted there to be a whomping college football weekend. Now, there might be a limited slate. We'll see about that. And I'll get your opinion on that in a second. But I I don't want to go back to Vegas if it's not as close to being the real Vegas as I've always known it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's certainly going to be interesting. And, and, you know, my, the studio that I'll be working at is in a casino, but I'll be honest. I mean, it's not really uh, super appealing to go sit at a blackjack table right now with everything that's going on. So yeah, I mean, hopefully we can get our, you know, shit together and, and things will be on the up and up in over two and a half months or whatever, whatever it is. So it's it's here's the hoping but um so you're yeah, going out you're going out by yourself for the next couple of months your wife is still has to work on you know everything wrapping up the year and whatever school yeah. situation or preschool for your your kid who's three your son you call your kid your son's name again sawyer sawyer that's right so uh so she's gonna be behind and you're gonna be just on your own out in vegas huh so you want to know where are you going to where are you going to stay where are you going to live? Is Brent putting you up at the uh, South Point Casino for those three months? 
Well, they they offered to put me up for a couple weeks. A uh, couple and, weeks. Uh, I have I have a dog though. So oh, you're taking the dog. Oh, the dog couldn't go on a flight, so me and him uh, were road tripping it out. So I'm well, I thought the anti- I thought the dog might stay home with with your wife. Well, she's gonna at, at the end of the day, you know, we'll get a moving company to move okay. all our crap, and she'll fly out with Sawyer. So I'm gonna drive out. With a better idea: leave all your crap and start over. I with know. New crap. Everyone says. <laughs> everyone, that's says what everyone says. That. Everyone says. <laughs> Unless it's really valuable stuff, just leave it and then buy new stuff and buy less stuff when you're out there. So, all right. So that'll be at the end of the year. So we got to focus on the football season, which right. I think the NFL season is about a 99 percent chance of happening. Agreed. I, I can't speak to the fans. You know the NFL is just going to say, fuck it, Leroy Jenkins, we're doing this. The uh-huh. college thing is the most interesting thing, and I want your take on this. I think it's going to happen, but I think there's still a little bit of slipperiness to it, depending on the next couple of weeks. But my confidence level has gone from 50-50 to closer to about 75% that the big three of the Power Five are still going to play. Well, I guess the question of the day is I agree that they're going to try and they're going to, I think they'll start, but will they finish? Okay. That's the biggest question when it comes to the big three. I tweeted out a couple weeks ago. I was like, you know what? At the end of the day, middle of October to November, let's just have a round robin with Navy, Army, and Air Force because those three (laughs) are going with it. They've already said. They've already they're, said they're, we we already hit, we already playing. live in a bubble. We we yeah, uh, our schools are on army bases and forts. So yeah, right. we're playing. And so, how about the North Dakota State one game one off to showcase right. their stud quarterback? I'm like, I love it. It's weird. It's wild. It's unprecedented. But fuck it, do it. Yeah, I mean, I was listening to uh, uh, Todd McShay. He was on a podcast and he Todd, was Todd, about- Todd 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 Todd. Go and on. he was basically saying, Zabe, that, you know, if I were advising these kids, uh, if they can play in the fall, play in the fall. Tape is so important, but do not play in the spring. Don't oh. do it. Oh, don't it's do it. horrible no. for your body. Yeah, you know, exactly. yeah. I mean, <laughs> it, if Wisconsin plays eight games in the spring and then you are expecting those players, draft eligible players, to go right into mini camp and then right into training camp and then play 16 games 26 games in a calendar year that is Timmy an impossibility on your body Timmy you know being a Notre Dame fan not an alum but a fan diehard subway alum subway alum and you're you're legit because you really live and die with them you know the college game very well and you know that there is no player who has a chance of being drafted in the top three or four rounds will do any tackling football in 2021 if they're going to plan on going pro they're going to prep for the combine like the the thought that the big 10 is going to play anything of a meaningful season in three domed stadiums for six games and wrap it up by the end of february is fucking insane well and then the thought too is well why don't we just delay 2021 to october so you're going to mess with that cash cow sitting there no, at this point, oh, right. the Big Ten. They would, they would fuck up two seasons. Right. Way. So at this point, just punt on the spring and, you know, do your normal spring practice. If you want to get creative and let Wisconsin play Minnesota in a de facto inner squad or whatever, try it out, I guess. That's fine, but you can't have a season. It's, it's you know, we can talk about player safety all we want and, uh, 
if you try to force that down people's throats, that's, that's just absolutely asinine because yeah, I mean, then the 2021 season you're delaying, why don't you just wait until August, 2021 and bam, we've got a hundred thousand people watching Wisconsin play Troy and let's, let's, let's fucking go. Yeah. This is uh this is one of the highest stakes wagers that two conferences have ever made the big yeah. 10 and the big tw- pack 12. They have put their chips out there, and if the other three start and have to fold and look like dipshits or, God forbid, something bad happens to a student-athlete, then they rake the chips, and they go, ha-ha, see, you guys are idiots, we look smart. If the season goes on, however, and is a moderate to good success, and they sit there applying for loans for $100 million, and they're cutting sports left and right, it is the biggest financial wipeout of a wager ever. Well, and think and think of this too, Zabe. I mean, look, Justin Fields from Ohio State, Panay Sewell from Oregon. I mean, those two guys are top five picks, regardless if there was football this year or not. But there are a, a handful of other people players. I mean, more will than Justin handful. Fields go pro without tape on this year, do you think? Yes. He will. Absolutely. I think he will. And he'll be uh, a first-round pick, you think? Yes. I mean, he hadn't played I, since when? He transferred from Georgia, sat out a year, well, right? He, well, he played all of last year, and he was a you know Heisman finalist. He was amazing for all oh, of last year. I'm sorry. So, <laughs> yeah, so, he, so he'll go. But, you know, the, you think about, and, and these these get brought up a lot, but it's, it's, it's a fair thing to bring up. Joe Burrow was maybe a draft pick entering last year, ends up 1-1. Kyler Murray the year before was going to play baseball. He yeah. becomes the number one overall pick. And Baker Mayfield was a third-round pick. He becomes the number one overall pick. So, you know, you think about if this season happens for the SEC, the ACC, the Big 12, to a lesser extent, the AAC, the Sun Belt, and CUSA, um, you know, those those players, those student-athletes get an opportunity to really raise their stakes. And You know, once again, going back to Todd McShay, he said he was talking with uh, – the dude who runs the senior bowl and there might be something in the works of some sort of showcase extended senior bowl type of thing um, to try to get more eyeballs and tape on these players. But yeah, I mean, if it ultimately happens, it's devastating to the big 10 and the PAC 12 and and the other colleges. I mean, I, I think, you know, at the end of the day, let, you know, call a spade a spade and just say, let's go remote learning for all of these schools and you know what's the difference create, between create a re- reverse bubble create for your, the f- yeah. a reverse you, bubble for the football team. Hey students, you, look, you stay away, but our cash cow football team—they're going to come on campus and play. Why not? I, at, you at know what? Point, You're right. It. You're right. You're right. Why not? Is right. The the answer is because, because over the summer, right. over the summers, Abe, when we're hearing about all these, you know, is Notre Dame, Oklahoma, mm-hmm, whoever, mm-hmm. all these schools. Zero, zero, zero. Right. Look, because yeah. they had created the bubble yeah, on campus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. just do it again. The, 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 the reason, the answer to the reason of why not is because in America now we have an aversion to the truth if it doesn't <laughs> sound politically correct. I know. So you're right. The truth is, hey, this endeavor, football, makes a shit ton of money that the university needs to keep all their other wonderful programs going and keep people employed. So guess what? We're going to make sure we protect that cash cow, but it doesn't sound good. It doesn't look good. And people will squeal like stuck pigs if they actually came out and said that. I, I totally understand. 
Uh, and, and I tell you what, this would, I think, expedite the process if they went that route of football stays on campus, de facto bubble, virtual learning, et cetera. I do think it expedites the process of, of ultimately paying football players money. Well, and, and, you, you and, and can look, pay them some, down, but how much? Because right, remember... And, and well, and that's been the conversation too. You and I, I remember many, many moons ago, you, I think because of my age and my love for college sports, you just assumed that I thought college athletes should be paid. I don't think they should have a salary now. Could their stipends be higher? Sure. We, I mean, we could talk all day, you know, give them a little bit more money. That's fine. I have no issues with that. But to say, you know, this five-star recruit gets 200K, like, no, that's, that's not, a, that's impossible. You can't right. do things like that. So, but I, I do. But think you know they, what's going to you know, happen, though, is that if you pay them something, people will say, "Keep coming." Not enough. Right. Not no, enough. Yeah, no one's ever happy. I understand. And 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 then and then the re- I mean the whole ecosystem, the whole tent's been held up by football and basketball and television for a long time, and they have built these elaborate infrastructures underneath that incredible umbrella of money. So now that that thing has been interrupted, and with people saying, "Hey, we should take some of the umbrella down to pay the players." There's a real risk that college sports, as we know them, are going to be radically realigned, which maybe it's about time, Timmy. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I mean, there yeah, will I, be I, losers. All I know, there will yeah, be losers in is, this. Yeah, and I would love nothing more. I'm very pessimistic of of the real the the, the possibility of football happening college football this fall. I mean, I God, I would love nothing more than you know for it just to be normal. But I think college basketball. they're dummies if they're not thinking about bubbling right now, you know, send the big 10 to Indianapolis, put them in hotels. For what? Three months. Yeah. For two months. Why not? I mean, you can, you can set up a conference room and they can virtual learn. They do it on the road anyways. Why not? What about the tournament? You could bubble it. You'll have to (laughs) no fans. Sure. I mean, (laughs) the NCAA, you know, people think that the NCAA college football would be devastating and it is to the bigger schools but for these mid to low majors Zabe if there's no NCAA tournament it would be crippling Fuck. for a second straight year right but they also need the attendance we we also need to stand up and start marching again as a society so that's a whole discussion for another day tim if <laughs> if you need any respite along the way from one end of this country to the other. You know Zabe Nation loves you and is all throughout the country. They will bring you into their homes, feed you, and treat you as if you are family. So just say the word, okay? The the route is uh, Indianapolis to Tulsa to Albuquerque to Vegas. That is the, uh, that is the Murray Mobile route currently. I love it, dude. Take lots of pictures with your dog. I can't wait to see him. All right, buddy. Good, safe travels, okay? All right, Dave. Appreciate Chappelle. it, man. There you go. I'm so happy for him. And like I said, jealous. Gonna be interesting for him. All right. I have heard from Pickleball Nation, and they are not pleased. This email from Casey. Hey, Zabe. As usual, great shows to get me through some drives to and from the golf courses over the weekend. I do feel inclined, though, to point out one terrible take you had. Your thoughts on pickleball reflect that of someone who has not played and doesn't understand the hand-eye coordination and strategy of the game. 
I'm a ping pong ninja and a decent tennis player who is now excelling at pickleball, which I which can be a very intense game when matched up with the right people. My wife, Bianca, pictured, and she's a uh, snicky. And I even won our first tournament a few weeks ago. Look at the two of them. Pickleball champs. Anyway, I thought you might appreciate our matching Anchorman slash Yogging shirts. I do. Great. (laughs) Yogging. Just running for an undetermined amount of time. Anyway, thanks for brightening my days with great guests and friends for keeping it real as well. Now, watch some long volley real pickleball clips and give it some love. Sincerely, Casey. Did not include his last name. Maybe he wants to stay humble. Okay, Casey, you're right. The only pickleball I see is at my club where next to the chipping green, a bunch of altacockers, a bunch of retirees get out there and they and the most I've ever seen is like three shots. <laughs> and the ball is always just bouncing so dead. Whenever I watch pickleball, I think, I get the concept. It's mini tennis, but shouldn't it be a touch more lively? The ball itself? Anyway, there you go. And then this is from Gary Veach. Uh, says about H-E-B, the uh, two brisket limit for the hurricanes that are hitting the Gulf states and down in Houston, Louisiana. Uh, You're right, been going to that store my entire life, 67 years, and you are correct. The family name is Butt, H-E Butt. When we were kids, though, we shortened it to Itchy Butt. Hey, let's go to H-E Butt. You mean Itchy Butt? I heard Travis Rogers shortly after he left Houston talking about the things he missed about Texas, and there were a few. An H-E-B, or H-E-butt, or itchy-butt, was at the top of his list. Now, I don't think, being the California boy that he is, that he missed the Houston summers and the sweltering humidity. Probably didn't. Thank you, Gary. I appreciate that email. All right, that'll do it for me today. Thanks to Tim for picking up the phone. Thank you for listening. Have yourself a great Wednesday or any Wednesday you want. I'm not here to micromanage your life. If you appreciate this podcast, you like something interesting to listen to with just enough profanity and adult themes to say, hey, I like this. I can't get this on terrestrial radio. Do me a favor. Tell a couple friends. Spread the word. And maybe even subscribe to Fridays. That will help support the whole venture. Thanks for listening. Have a great Wednesday, and we will see you next time. Here it is, a groove slightly transformed. Just a bit of a break from the norm. Just a little something to break the monotony of all that hardcore dance that has gotten to be a little bit out of control.